Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. I'm Joey Christopoulos with my co-host, Corey Wooten. We're coming at you with an amazing episode in about 30 seconds. But first, got to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline, it's the number one source for all your football betting needs this season because they have the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. It's your continuous source for all the giveaways all this season with free contests, live scores, live in-game betting, all the good stuff. So what are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.ag to join. Receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to get that 100 welcome bonus and receive that reward bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the pod wherever you're coming in from it whether it's on youtube comment and question below whether you're checking us out on TuneIn, sirius xm apple Podcasts, or at believe.com thank you so much for coming in i am joy christopoulos we are very happy right here in the bears neighborhood right now so let's bring in our co-host former bears defensive end fox 32 zone chgo's very own a man who's a friend to all and a man who I'm going to say that my dad wants to just say hello, Corey. Welcome to the pod. And my dad says hello. Oh, how's, how's it going, Mr. Christopoulos? <laughs> big C. I, yeah. How big, you doing? Big how C, you doing out there, man? Big C played golf today, too. And real quick, Did he? he three putted two of the last four holes that he played on the 18 hole course. So oh, life so could be gonna, better. Yeah, he's feeling my pain, too. I had the same thing the other day. You know, it's about to break 80 and I uh, had the old three putt. Uh, can't can't do it, can't do it. But uh, but I mean the the one the one good thing though is 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 the Bears' offense at Justin Fields are looking pretty dang good. So so it's, so it's great to see with how the season started, Joey. We were really down on, on Luke Getzey, really not game planning and scripting for success for Justin Fields. But the past four weeks, it's it's been a complete 180, right? He's actually doing what Justin Fields is comfortable with. His play calling, you know, what Darnell Mooney called genius like. We, we're seeing that. <laughs> and, and and this tandem, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping they just continue things. And, and it just makes me really excited for the future because limited offensive line, uh, trying to get the weapons figured out. I know Claypool, they signed him, but he's still trying to get things figured out. Um, I'm, I'm really excited, you know, and then, and then you look at, uh, you know, a tight end, you know, what we're doing, uh, Cole Komet is, is really, really coming into his own in the red zone. What we talked about, how he's got to be critical in the red zone. The past two weeks, we've seen that. that so everything that games. we talked about, everything that we talked about in the season, like I said from the beginning, right? Allow Justin Fields to use his feet, allow him to run, right? And his passing stats aren't going to be crazy, right? Look at last game, I think 129 passing yards. But the biggest difference is he is a difference maker out there, right? He got, uh, he got, what is it? NFC player of the week, I believe. Uh, offense, offensive player of the week. Um, but this is what we thought for Justin Fields. And, and now it's coming to fruition. We're seeing it. And it just makes me excited for the future, especially next year when they have the draft picks, the capital to go out and get some weapons. Um, <laughs> so offensively, I'm very excited about that. But defensively, oh, my God. Watch out. Good luck, Chuck. Not to quote Corey Wooten, but oh, good, man. Good luck, Chuck. It, it's been it's been awful, honestly. It really yeah. has, like, lack of pressure. And and it, it, it's <laughs> trading away Quinn, trading away Roquan Smith. I mean, that's those are some, some big shoes to fill in there. Um, so next year, like, you could potentially make an argument that we have more needs on the defensive line and linebacking core than on the offense for sure. You know, I know Corey, we need to get weapons for, for just Corey, a bit, but Corey, defensively, that's that's my number one thing right now. 
Dude, if you remember, we talked about it on the podcast last year as Matt Nagy was being ushered out the door. I brought up the thing and we talked about it for a while that the biggest transition that this team's going to be going through isn't going to be offensively. It's going to be defensively. And the problem is that it's happening really swiftly because you are trading away so many pieces from a defense that I, you know, we thought was a pretty solid, if not elite defense at times, up and yeah. down, whatever you want to call it. But, but now we're, we're at that point. And, and Corey, let's talk about it offensively real quick. I want to dig in on JF1 because this is just so much fun right now. Uh, the first one is, I think in general with Matt Nagy last year and then through the first four games this year was the emotion that I think Bears fans have had their whole lives of confusion. Why are we not doing this? Why does it look like that? Is there any possible hope? And then the second one that we talked about here on the pod too previously is you talk a lot about Luke Getze. And when Luke Getze came into the Chicago Bears organization in the offseason, he said, we're going to build this offense together. We're going to build it from scratch, and we're going to figure out what we do well, what we don't do well, and we're going to try and put that into the game plan. Through the first four weeks, Corey, it didn't look like that. But just go a little bit further, man. I mean, it's really a team that's maturing before our very eyes, right, offensively. And you've been in those locker rooms. You've been on a team. Have you ever been on a team that started at a certain point, and you went, oh, man, this is bad, but a team that was able to mature, progress, and execute to the point to get to this kind of level? you ever seen this kind of arc before on a team? You know, it's it's not not a team I've been a part of, right? Usually, usually the teams I've been a part of when we were really rocking and doing well – we were consistent throughout the whole season, but uh, this is just great to see because, you know, this offense couldn't have been any worse the first couple of weeks. Historically you know, I mean, worse. Historically worse. Like these passing yards. I mean, I, the only good thing we were doing was running the football, right? You know, we looked at, you know, the pressure uh, by the defensive lines on our, on our offensive line and Justin Fields getting hit and all this. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's this turnaround of Luke Getzey saying, okay, how am I going to protect the offensive line? Just like we've been saying, right? Let's get Justin Fields on the run. Let's do some of these uh, zone reads. Let's do some of these design runs for Justin Fields. Oh, okay, let's work some play action as well off of that once he starts to get running. And then, hey, let's have Justin Fields one-on-one on a defensive end because every time he's going to beat him. Like I always say, good luck, mm-hmm. Chuck. And mm-hmm. then it, it's just everything that that we talked about. And I said, this, this is going to be the game plan for Justin Fields going forward. And if he does that, he will make an impact and the stats won't wound while you passing wise, but his impact, he was responsible for, for what? Five touchdowns last week. Um, was it the four, four or five, four total, four. three, three okay. passing, yeah, three, three passing, touch, one rushing, yeah. but he's exactly. now, I think he's got eight in his last seven or eight in his last two games. It's a lot. Exactly. So, so everyone that wants to say, Oh, he still can't pass the ball and all this, his passing was efficient and you can't ask for anything more than that. Right. Step. Only means so much, right? But when you talk about throwing touchdowns, leading drives, sustaining drives, trolling the time possession, all the things that we talked about earlier in the year, in the offseason, for how the Bears are going to stay in games consistently. And that's what they've been doing. That's, that's great to see, but it's just the defense has been struggling. Anytime you put up 30 something points on anybody, you should win the game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> defensively, it, it, it's been awful. Right. And and our strength has been the, the defensive backs. Right. They've been doing a great job, but it, they're kind of handcuffed right now, because if you don't have a defensive line that can generate pressure, you're not dialing up blitzes. You can't cover all day. So you have to be softer in your coverage. So early on, you know, Miami, the Cowboys, they picked them apart. You know, with those seven, eight yard slants, you know, uh, 10 yard ends uh, because they're so far off because they're worried about the about the pressure. So it, it, it's tough right now with everything. So going forward, 
Allen Williams, you really have to get that 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 blitz package out. I thought against the run, they looked a lot better. But Miami, you know, they're not going to run the football. But he's got to do a better job of, of getting pressure because it's handcuffing the defensive backs. And then all of a sudden, all on third and five, we can't play tight coverage because they're worrying about, you know, Tua or Jared Goff or whoever having all day back there. So we can't get that done. Allen Williams has to get that corrected. And, you know, take a page of Luke Getzies, right? We don't have some of the weapons. We don't have some of the, the other teams have. But you find a way to get it done, whether it's bringing more pressure with linebacker, bringing corner blitz, bringing a safety blitz, bringing some stunts. We need more of something because yep. this is not working defensively. It's, it has been awful. Corey, when you're talking about the offense right now in the passing game, which we all know is a little bit limited, right, due to the talent in the wide receiver room, but also, you know, Justin Fields probably averages maybe 14 to 17, 18 pass attempts a game. But look at it, though. He's still averaging the Chicago Bears are 13th in the NFL in yards per attempt on a pass at yep. 7.1, right? That's solid. So when they are taking their shots, this isn't check down city, Chicago Bears fans. So why don't you just slow your roll a little bit on the whole Justin Fields can't throw the ball thing, which he might actually do a little bit of this coming Sunday, but I don't want to step on uh, our Corey's keys at all at this point. Also, if you look at it, Corey, the Chicago Bears are now 10th in the NFL in third down conversion rate. That's a big stat for me right now because for a young offense, you know, making those plays in those moments, Justin Fields picking up those first downs, moving the chain, sustaining drives, getting into the red zone. I think it's just a huge part of the maturation. And then, of course, as you mentioned, 195 rushing yards a game now, Corey. First in the NFL with a bullet. 195 a game. It's been a month now where they've put over 200-plus a game. And this all kind of brings me to, before we get to Corey's keys, let's just have a little bit more of a Justin Fields conversation because all of this, you know, I, I agree with you, Luke Etsy, the creative play calling, you know, the, we, the best part about it too is that we know a jet sweep is coming in the game. You just don't know who's getting the jet sweep now, right? And that's smart, yeah, right? We don't know it's always going to be, you know, Mark Trestman would always do it. It'd be like the same dude was going to get the jet sweep at one point, but now it's five or six other guys. Cole Komet could possibly get one. But Corey, man, I was texting you on Sunday, all right? And look, this is a little bit of a Bears fan of me, so just sit back for a second. You got to understand something that, in my opinion, there's only... I've grown up with a lot of sports, Chicago sports like curses in my life, right? There's been a lot of curses. And you go back and you look at the White Sox, 88 plus years, the Blackhawks, over 50 plus years. We all knew the story with the Cubs. And after Jordan won six titles with the Bulls, I'm not complaining. They haven't won in 25 years. So when the Chicago Cubs won that World Series in 2016, what was the final great Chicago curse? The great Chicago Bears quarterback. And I was texting you on Sunday and I'm not only just drinking the Kool-Aid, man, I'm mainlining it into my veins right now because I was just watching Justin Fields make plays out there. And, man, he's giving me the chills, dude. Like, it really is. I got The dude's got to stay healthy. And to be honest with you, a lot of people want to give him a hard time because he's running for NFL records with his legs. But, dude, you and I both know that that arm strength is there, that he's picking it up right now. And Luke Getzey talks a lot about scheming open lanes for him to be able to read the defense. This isn't standardized one lane, two lane, one, two, three look anymore. He's moving the pocket to create space, to create vision for Justin Fields. It's really working for them right now. Just talk a little bit more about that Getsy Fields relationship. And man, are you getting the chills? I know you've loved Justin Fields for a long time, but now that you're finally seeing it, man, it, it's just starting to feel really good, right? There's something turning in Chicago and it could be that great yeah. quarterback. No, Justin Fields is, is Chicago's finally got their quarterback moment. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Yes. And people say, well, whatever. He's done it four weeks in a row. And, and you could at a high level. 
at a high level with 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 arguably you know one of the one of the weakest uh bunch of, of offensive tackles no disrespect to them by any means right at all but with, with one of the weakest left left tackle and and right tackle combos in the league right braxton jones i think he's talented he doesn't have enough strength yet right Borum has struggled brief looked a little bit better but and then look with the weapons too claypool just signed right darnell mooney is not a number one he's been a number two Right. With Cole Komet really not coming alive until the past couple of weeks. So look what Justin Fields has been able to do with Luke Getzey. Luke Getzey said, let, let me step back. Right. I have been doing a good job of scripting for success for Justin Fields. Let me do my job better. Right. Let me do what he's comfortable with. OK, Justin Fields. And you look at every game. Right. When they start, when he gets m- moving on the run, that's when he starts to get confident. And then all of yes. a sudden. All of a sudden, he he has that he has that little pep in his step when he gets back to the huddle, and then all of a sudden he get locked locked in because confidence is the biggest thing I'm seeing, you know, in the past couple of weeks with Justin Fields, right? And and hats off to Luke Getzey, like I said, he's doing what he's comfortable with, right? And then once Justin Fields gets confident, now we're seeing the passing really evolve, right? The touch on the throws to Cole Komet that earlier on he missed, you know, uh, to to Ryan um, Griffin, right? Was it right? Pastor Griffin against the, uh, the commanders. Same, just, yeah, yeah, that same kind of pass to Cole Komet. Put it right on the money, right? He's getting the touch. And then look at this. When the game's on the line, right, he throws it up for Chase Claypool right on the money. Chase Claypool, that's obvious, P.I. all day. My, 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 man, my man was doing stuff that's illegal in certain states to him. Come on. You know, if it was if it was an eighth grade dance, they would have separated them. You know what I mean? Exactly. They would like, said, nah, you need to get back. You a little too close for comfort. And then on the on the happened. on the fourth and ten, he scrambles to the right, you know, on the move, you know, kind of changes the angle of the arm, throws a bullet right on the money to St. Brown, and he drops it. Would, would have been a first down. So Justin Fields is doing everything he can do, right? He's looking, he's looking better as a passer. You know, I can only really count one bad throw that he had uh, in that game. But other than that, I mean, I love what I love what he's been able to do. Uh, uh, it's it's I don't think the the NFL has seen a playmaker like this in a while because people say, oh, Lamar Jackson in this. Justin Fields is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. And he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be as a passer. Right. So I, I think the league, league needs to watch out. And that's no disrespect to Lamar Jackson, because I think what he does is unbelievable what he's been able to do, you know, with his body of work. But Justin Fields, at the end of the day, when, when we get weapons, when we get an offensive line, we get another year with Luke Getzey, He It's going to be scary, Joey. It's, well, no, I, it's really going to be scary. Because, Corey, here's the thing, right? And you mentioned Lamar Jackson. And, look, here's the thing. And this isn't just a Lamar Jackson thing. This isn't exclusive to him. This happens all across the NFL. Lamar Jackson's safety valve is Mark Andrews, right? They make beautiful music together on the football field. You go across the NFL, typically you can pair a great quarterback with a player that he can count Holmes, on in any Kelsey. moment. Brady, Welker, Gronk, go down the list, find anybody. Drew Brees, Marcus Colston, Jimmy Graham. Philip Rivers, yeah, yeah. So, so right now, Justin Fields is doing this, and I ask you, who is his safety valve right now? Because he doesn't have one, in my opinion. It's no, not doesn't. there yet. He doesn't. No. right? Even Mitch Trubisky had Allen Robinson, right? You know what I mean? So once that happens, once we can find someone, establish someone, look, it could be Darnell Mooney. It could be Chase Claypool, but he just doesn't have that right now. And and that's what's so remarkable, I think, about what he's doing is typically you see these guys kind of pepper the same dude over and over again. 
and that's where they get a lot of success. And Justin Fields is doing it with a complimentary, complimentary amount of pieces. And it's really the ball in his hands, just kind of dishing and realizing, you know, hey, I can pick up six yards here whenever I want. Here I can go three-quarter angle. Hey, I can let it up and try and do a deep pass. I mean, it really is – I mean, it's so impressive right now. I'm so excited, and I'm so excited to preview a Bears-Lions Week 10 uh, coming yeah. up right now with Corey's Keys. Before we do it, though, Corey, I just got to ask you. Now, I, now that I'm just having some fun here, but, you know, Corey, mm-hmm. we've done about 100-something pods together for a year and a half. What does it feel like to have the Bears coaching staff actually listen to you? What does that feel it, like? It, it feels is it, pretty is good, it weird? It does it feel weird? Good. It feels good though, because because like we said, Joey, everything that I said and we had talked about is starting to come to fruition on offense, right? Rely on the run game, right? Really allow Justin Fields to get on the move, allow him to make plays, right? Mm-hmm. And for him to limit the turnovers. And it's it's been unbelievable. It's been unbelievable what he's been able to do with a limited cast, uh, you know, with, with a defense that can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, it's, it, it's been, it's been fun to watch. Like if we have the defensive component, I think we could be a competitor. I'm not saying that we can go and, and make the, make a super bowl, but I think we could make the playoffs for sure. If we had a, a media, a mediocre defense, Corey, we would yeah. be competing right now. Only the stop NFL. the run. That's, that's the only thing I say, just stopping the run. That's it. I, yeah. Pressure we could dial up, but I'm saying about the, the minimum, just stop the run, which we haven't been able to do. And and we're going to get into the, the the preview of the Detroit Lions because that's going to be, you know, one of my keys there. Um, but real quick about Justin Fields, people get worried that he's going to get hurt or whatever, but he's not the type of quarterback. He's not like a Robert Griffin. He's not like a Michael Vick, a really slim guy that's not really into weight. Justin Fields is 230, 235. He is jacked. He's got a six-pack. He's he, he's, he's a big dude. He's got big shoulders, big chest. Like he's not a small guy, you know? Um, I think people fail to realize that because for myself too, I didn't realize how big he is until you see it. You're like, Oh, he's six, three, six, four, about two thirty, two thirty five. Like he can take some hits. I'm not saying, you know, obviously he's got to be smart about the hits he takes. And I think as the season has gone on, right. From when he first started playing well to now, He's learning, okay, let me get out of bounds right here. Let me slide. Let me be smart about the hits I take. And that's going to be the biggest thing for any quarterback, whether you're a big guy or not, is learning when to take a hit, when not to, right? If you're fighting for a first down when the game's on the line, okay, we're going to take a little risk there. But if, if it's early on in the game, we're trying to get a, a first down on third, hey, we're going to be smart here, right? If we're about to take a big hit, hey, let's slide. Let's get out of bounds real quick. So, Corey, man, I think it's time. It is week 10. The Chicago Bears are 3-6. and six. The Detroit Lions are 2-6. and six. Who's going to walk out the winner here? Let's find out. Corey, man, what are your keys? What is Corey's keys to a Bears victory on the lakefront in week 10? First key is defensively must stop the run, right? You look at what Can the Lions we? are doing right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit nervous about this, to be honest, because with, with Swift and Williams, they, they are looking at this tape saying, this is how we can win this game really get after the run game. They're without, uh, you know, Robert Quinn. They're, they're without uh, Roquan Smith. We can really take advantage of, of their lack of run defense. So you got to stop the run this week because they're without Hawkinson, like I said. So they're really going to try to make effort to get this running game going, take the pressure off Jared Goff. And in the games they've done well, they've been in some really close games against some really good teams, right? They've been able to run the football well. And what it did was set up the play action offense. So this week, the defense must stop the run. So Allen Williams, they did better against the Dolphins, but that's not their mantra. Detroit is a tough, 
tough-nosed football team, right, with Dan Campbell and company. They're, they're charged up. They've been in a lot of games. They could easily have five wins at this point. They played the Vikings really tough. They played the Dolphins very tough. So they're, they're a talented football team. So we must stop the run against them if we're going to have any chance. Corey, look, I think we knew coming into last week against the Dolphins that that matchup for our defense versus their offense was going to be tough. And guess what? It was. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. they went track meet on us, and they put up 35 points. This week, I know a lot of Bears fans are saying, hey, it's the Lions. Let's see what happens. Our defense should bounce back. This Lions offense, Corey, I'm in agreement with you, is, is above average, right? I think they played really well in the last month. It hasn't been that great the last couple of weeks. But if you look, they're a top 10 running outfit. And I'm telling you, man, you know, DeAndre Swift, we'll see what happens because he's a walking questionable every single week. But I think Jamal Williams, man, he plays with fire. When he gets the ball in his hands, he runs hard. And he kind of is the heartbeat of that offense right now. I think he could have really, honestly, a huge day. If you're telling me Jamal Williams can get to that second level untouched every single time, like this Bears defensive line has been giving up right now, um, it could be a really tough day. And another thing, too, as well, you know, Corey, whenever we break down the Detroit Lions, we always talk about get pressure on Goff, you know, get him flustered, give him some hits. He's got tiny hands. They'll fumble the ball. Well, Corey, if we're not doing that and Corey and Jerry Goff can just sit back there in the pocket untouched, he will probably have a good get a good day offensively. Again, I don't know what what matchup is advantageous for this Bears defense right now. But even just because it's the Lions Bears fans, I, I, I'm telling you, man, this Lions offense, they can score points on our defense for sure. Yeah, my, my, my second key is another defense. It's going to be uh, getting pressure on golf. Uh, the pressure has been pretty much non-existent this season, um, even when Kuhn was there. Uh, Roquan Smith was kind of the bright spot when they were able to blitz with him uh, along with the defensive lineman. But how are we going to get pressure on Jared Goff, right? Alan Williams, we need, we, need, we need your best call because this, in my opinion, is a trap game, right? Everyone's thinking the Bears should win based on how Justin feels them. But like I said, the Lions have been in a lot of close games and what they do well is what we don't do well defensively. So if we're going to stop the run with my first key, the next step is, hey, let's put the pressure on Jared Goff because the Bears have shown even when he played for for the Rams, when you heat him up, he throws, he he gets scared. He throws Aaron balls. He, you know, he he gets quick with everything. So if we can get the pressure on him, that's going to be the next key. So Alan Williams, how are you going to dial up that blitzing package because we haven't got home with four so what are you gonna do you're gonna bring a linebacker off the edge you're gonna bring Jaquan Brisker we're gonna bring that, a corner um, yeah that's my follow-up Corey we... what what would you do Corey what would you do would you pick your spots and bring you know Jaquan Brisker in as a, as a heat-seeking yeah. missile what what yeah. would you do to dial that up yeah so I, I, I would disguise things right so on, on certain packages where Brisker has the tight end one-on-one you know I'd I'd, I'd have him I'd have him blitz and then and then have Eddie Eddie Jackson or a linebacker covering San, that line. Sanborn, yeah, yeah, exactly. So so we're kind of disguising. It looks like he's got him one on one. Then all of a sudden he comes off the edge, and then he's potentially one on one. You know, just on Jared Goff, and we can get a free hitter in there. Jared Goff has to make a quick throw. If he doesn't, he gets hit. He gets sacked. So things like that. Maybe bring bring a corner um, on a blitz like Vildor or, or Gordon off the mm-hmm. edge we, we just really have to disguise some and then with the front four we got to start running some games too much straight rush for a team that hasn't proven that they can win with just straight rush right i want to see some some tango games with the defensive uh, tackles where the one tackle goes first the other uh, tackle goes around i want to see an exit game where the defensive end comes up and then comes inside and picks the guard and the tackle fits off him and i want to see a texas game where the defensive end gets up the field along with the tackle the tackle shoots the b gap 
and stops and then comes underneath. We need some more of that because we have to disguise things because we're not running uh, great with that with that front four rush. Just off the top of my head, Corey, outside of Justin Jones and Dom Robinson, because he got drafted, not a yeah. talent thing. He got mm-hmm. drafted, so he's probably coming back next year. Who else on this Bears defensive line will be on the Bears next year outside of those two names, in your opinion right now? The, the only one I could potentially see is Travis Gibson because of what he did early on. But since then, he hasn't really done much, to be honest. And, and he's and not their guy. He's not no, their guy, Corey. No. Exactly. Yeah. So so if he if he doesn't pick it up, if he starts flashing like we saw last year, early on in this year, or the year before, then he could potentially be, be here next year. But if he's if he's playing like he has the past couple of weeks, he will not be here next year, 100. percent So it's going to be interesting because now now you have the shot not only for this team, but you're auditioning for other teams as well. So why not? You you have the you have the starting role right now. So ball out, do what you need to do to get noticed. He's talented. It's a matter of taking that next step. So I I want to see him really emerge in these in these next couple of weeks as as our best defensive lineman uh, edge rusher. Uh, so, so I want to see what he can do. Yeah, and it just really continues to highlight the Larry Ogunjobi situation of the offseason really quick. The fact that they weren't able, he failed his physical, and they weren't able to get a deal done, but clearly they earmarked him as a guy that can come in and anchor a defensive line that they knew was going to be in transition. Exactly. And when they weren't able to sign him long-term, they just decided to punt and wait for another year. You know, I, I understand the move, Corey, but I just want to kind of throw it out there real quick that I hope that this is an instructive lesson for Ryan Poles moving forward what's happened with this defensive line this year where look, I, I don't want to be critical of him because we're feeling really good about the Chicago bears right now in the direction moving forward, but the way that he constructed the defensive line in the off season, in my opinion, it smacked a little bit of arrogance, right? Of I can go out there and I can pay pennies on the dollar and I can shop at the bottom shelf and make this delicious meal for the defensive line. And I'd actually, you know, put actual resource. I can trade a Khalil Mack. I could say goodbye to Akeem Hicks. I can bring Robert Quinn in and trade him midway through the season because I'm Ryan Poles and I'll find talent anywhere. I just hope that this is an instructive lesson, Corey, and you're the former defensive lineman that you've talked a lot about not just talent, but these this want to. It's execution, right? You can't just throw these guys out there. And I'm just kind of curious to see how they attack that in the offseason because it's coming. There's a huge yeah. overhaul coming for the defensive line, and I hope we see, what, four yeah. or five new guys maybe, yeah. hopefully? Yeah, I think I think we'll probably see about five five new guys, right? I yeah. think I think three defensive two draft, ends at least. Two yeah, draft, three, three we'll technique, two, and uh, three technique, and then Justin Jones maybe could slide slide at nose potentially, because in this Tampa too, you want a quicker guy at the nose as well, which he's strong enough to play in my opinion. And if we get a true stud at at, at a three technique, a guy that can that can get off the football, that's athletic, you know, that kind of runs in that four eight four nine, really explosive. Um, I think that's really what's what's going to get this defensive line going because you look at the teams that have done well. Like I always look at the Giants, right, in 07 and 11, how they won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, their offense was okay, but their defensive line was dominant, right, when Strahan was in there on his last year, right, what they were able to do with Tuck and O.C. and Menora. Um, dominant and, uh, and deep. Dominant yeah, and deep. Yeah, yeah. That's and the they, thing. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's how you win championships in my opinion, right? Especially with a with a young quarterback trying to get his bearings, uh is really establishing. You want a dominant defensive line. So that's that's how I've always always thought you you win you win games is is by a dominant defense and offensive line. You control the line of scrimmage and you have some playmakers there, especially offensively, what they're gonna continue to do. But if we can get some dominant defensive linemen, 
and this offense continues to flourish with more weapons and a better offensive line, I'm telling you that the, the Bears could easily win 10-plus games next year and, and be a real contender if, if they surround this team with enough talent. And I'm just trusting polls, you know, because he has a plan for what he wants to do. He wants to acquire as much draft pick and as much capital as possible, which I'm fine with, right? This, this year is, this year is going to be tough defensively. But next year, if they struggle defensively, that's on him, right? So we got oh, yeah. we got to we got to just trust the process and allow him to do that, right? The biggest thing is Justin Fields is is becoming what we thought he could become. So that's the great part about it. Defensively, hey, it, but look at look at look at Jaquan Brisker, look at Gordon, how he's been improving every game. So so the guys he drafted are doing well, right? After mm-hmm. Gordon's starting pretty pretty slowly, so I like with that. But next year, I think we can really evaluate him based off what he did in the offseason and how they perform during the season. That'll be a real, real litmus test for Ryan Poles. And he also correctly, I mean, I don't think it was luck. I think they did the work, and they thought that, you know, with Jaquan and Brisker back there, Eddie Jackson could be unleashed again, and that has happened. He's got four interceptions this year. He's playing like a Pro Bowl player again, and that part has worked out too as well. And, Corey, we all know that there's a lot of work to do, but, again, yeah, stay the course, all that good stuff, trust the process, but I want them to really – you know, you got to really dig in on what this team really, really needs, and it's defensive linemen. And you're right, man, if the defense isn't better next year, you can probably point that finger a little bit at Eberflus too as well, even though I do yeah. like the Flus big time. Uh, Corey, I want to throw a quick key at you, and then we're going to get you another Corey's key. Uh, you know, this just feels like a fumbles game to me. This is a turnover situation over the last three games. Chicago Bears averaging two fumbles a game. Detroit Lions, 1.7. That's top five in the NFL for most for both those teams. I talk a lot about Jared Goff protecting the football. The Chicago Bears, I just want them to protect the football, man. If Justin Fields throws an interception, that's one thing. But fumbles, man, they're killing these drives. And I'm telling you, I'm not so big on wins and losses this year. But I do want to see in one of these crazy shootout games, Justin Fields get one. You know what I mean? And he's been driving down the field. And whether it is a fumble by Smith-Marset or whether it is a PI penalty or maybe it's a David Montgomery fumble when we're trying to come back in a Dallas Cowboys game, there's something that's happening there. So I think protecting the football is going to be huge this week. I'm not going to step on my final score, but I do think we're going to be trading scores a little bit this week. So one of those turnovers can just take a possession away from possibly getting points on the board, and I think that's huge. Corey, uh, give us another key to a Bears win in Week 10. So my, so my last and final key is I want to see some more shots from Justin Field deep. right? I want to mm-hmm. see him get Claypool involved. Right? He's trying to figure out the offense, but hey, let, let's see you take a shot with a streak with Claypool. You know, on the goal line, let's see a fade route, right, where you put it only he can get it. I want to see some of these shots deep, right, after 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 Justin Fields scrambles for a first down. Get up to the line real quick, hard play action, and take a shot. Take a 50, 60-yard bomb. Love that. Right? Love only that. where you can get it. Kind of like in the Cowboys game, right? How how he started off right off the bat, a bomb to uh, St. Brown, I think it was. And he was well, just... And- and Corey, really quick, didn't you didn't you feel like that they went kind of pass heavy early in the Dolphins game a little bit to try and throw yep. them off the scent? It was kind of a subversion, right? Of like, let's kind of exactly. get the passing going. Yeah, exactly. So hats off to Getsy, right? He's done a great job of disguising things early on. You kind of knew what they were doing, but now he's giving you different looks out of the gun. Then we're giving you some different things. We're working the play action out of it. Colcomet direct snap. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we're seeing a lot of that. But I want to see some shots deep, right? Because Justin yeah. Fields, right? You know, 129 yards. Yeah, that's cool. He's he's been efficient, but I just want to see some more down the field stuff. Take some shots, right? Only where your guy can get it. So I think once they can do that, and we can get the deep ball going, 
everything, everything short and intermediate, he's pretty comfortable with right now. That's the kind of the, the last remaining piece for Justin Fields, getting him confident. Because if he can finish this, this, uh, the rest of the season being confident in every year, running the football, you know, the reads, the short and intermediate throws, the play action, and now the shots deep. All of a sudden, we, we have him primed and ready to go next year with the weapons, with the offensive line, with a better defense. I'm telling you, this team could be scary if if Poles and company really drafts and, and acquires the right people in free agency. I'm going to go a step further because this is my final key to a Bears victory in week 10. Um, Corey, this isn't scientific. Uh, this isn't football analysis at its finest. But can we just play with a lead for a little while in this game? Like, nice. seriously, man, and you could talk about it as a player of what it's like always being behind in a game yeah. over the last, you know, what is it? The, over the last 40 or what is that the last uh, 60 minutes or 120 minutes that we've played a football I think we've been leading in less than 10 minutes of it we took a 3-0 lead against the Dolphins and from then we were playing catch up the whole time the exact same situation with the Dallas Cowboys and I love seeing Justin Fields score on offense but once he scores you go oh crap the Bears defense has to come back out and then they let up a score and you go man can Justin keep keep coming and he does keep coming right but yeah. at some point man I want to see what it looks like when we play with a lead. I want to see Justin Fields on the field, maybe extending a lead possibly. And can you just talk about it? What's it like yeah. being on a team? You know, I don't know. Let's say, you know, maybe those Trestman teams uh, mm -hmm. towards the tail end there. What is just like kind of always feeling like you're sort of climbing up that hill a little bit, not to yeah. do a Kate Bush reference or anything yeah. like that, but what, yeah. what is that like? You know what I mean? Yeah. So my last year playing for the Bears 2013, that's when Trestman was the head coach. And we kind of flip-flop, right? Uh, the year before, defense was a strong suit. Offense really struggled. And we did a complete 180. You know, it was like the defense was struggling and the offense was performing well. So offense would go down to score. And it was very similar to how things are going right now with, with this Bears team, right? Offense is really getting things going the past couple weeks. And defensively, we couldn't stop a nosebleed. So it's, it's always tough because there's so much pressure on you. And you know – you know what you're doing is wrong, right? You know you're not in the right gap. Guys are not there. You know you're not doing the things you should, the discipline. You're not, you're not getting off the football. You're not running to the football the same. But it's like stuff creeps in. And, and that's what I think defensively for this team. Stuff is creeping in. Yeah, And, and that, that's why you see it. I know they have limited talent. But like I told you, stopping the run, that's a non-negotiable, Joey. Like, we could get guys off the street to do that. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll go out there right now, and this is no cap about it. I will, gi I will give you run-stopping plays right now. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Yeah, right? I, 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 will. I don't, I don't I will. doubt it. 100%, right? But the past stuff, rush stuff, I don't know. These knees, I don't know how to set up for that anymore. But uh, <laughs> stopping the run, I mean, Rob Marinelli always said that, right? I can find guys off the street that can stop the run. And I yeah. think the same thing is right. We don't have notable players. We don't have this. It's all about attitude and want to, right? And I'm not seeing enough of that, right? Justin Jones has been kind of the, the, the sole guy on the defensive line that I've been seeing getting penetration, uh, getting in the backfield. But other than that, Al-Kadeem Al Muhammad, he's been pretty non-existent this season. Travis Gibson has flashed at times. Dominique Robinson, uh, it's his first year. Um, I didn't really have expectations for him. He's flashed at times. But, hey, he, he's a young guy, so I, I don't really – have much from him, but I, we have to stop the run. That's that's a non-negotiable. And I brought up the point: we should have a, a backup three technique play the point of attack run, you know, on, on base downs, mm -hmm. right? When you know it's obvious, obvious rushing situations based on personnel, you sub in, right? That's what coaches look at, right? They look, okay, they're in twenty-one personnel, they're in twelve personnel. Okay, they're more likely to run into this. Okay, let's sub them in, right? Let's get the three technique at at the five right now. Let's have them play the point of run, attack run. And, and he'll play against the tight end and he'll kick the shit out of him 
and then all of a sudden <laughs> we're, we're we're knocking the run out. So that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's how it goes. That's how you have to do it. I, I I just don't understand why they haven't made that adjustment, right? Because we're not really if they run a play action, they run a play action. You just tell them push the pocket. That's it. Be, on, be honest, are they are they too wedded to their philosophy? Are they too wedded to scheme yeah. and philosophy a little bit, Corey? I, I mean I that, so. that happens. First year I, I, coach, one hundred percent. I think they might be just wanting to see. And evaluate who's going to be here next year. I think that's really what it comes down to. And they yeah. want to see, hey, is he is he going to come alive in this? We want to give him as many reps as possible to get comfortable. And they have to know, you know, who who's going to be here and who's going to be playing next year if they are here. So yeah, yeah. Um, I so I get that. But my thing is like that. As long as you're playing games in this NFL, it's all on tape, right? So what you're doing every week, teams are like, okay, we can really exploit this. And you don't want to be that team that every week people are like. Oh, we can gash them. We can gash them. Oh, and we're that sudden, team, Corey. We yeah, that was 2013. Right now, man. That was 2013, yep. and it was embarrassing. I, I just remember being embarrassed after majority of games. Like, we suck. Like, it, yeah, we can't we can't stop anybody, and it's it's so hard. It's so frustrating, and you just got to feel you're like the offense. <laughs> offense is going, and we can't even do anything. It's just yeah, you you don't you never want to be in a position like that. No, you can see it. I mean. It, they're trying, right? But it, it, they got to have a little sense of help, helplessness to it, and the confidence is down right now. And you know, unfortunately, they just don't have, they don't have the horses to, you know, kind of pick, yeah. have someone get picked up. And you talk about a guy like Dom Robinson, we shouldn't be com- banking on Dom Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you know, that that's a guy as you mentioned needs to just get snaps and reps and learn. You know, the fact that that we're even in the situation of seeing whether he can flash or not. I mean, it, it's just it's tough, man. And I think that's going to lead us right into uh, our Bears' final score for Week Ten. Uh, we nailed the Dolphins last week. We got it wrong with the Cowboys the week before. Let's do what we do this week. Corey, man, um, do you want to go first? How are you feeling about this? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Bring uh, it. So, so I have this one uh, be, being, being another shootout, to be honest with you. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think the, uh, our defense can stop their offense, um, but I think Justin Fields is going to have another strong performance. I think Claypool is going to be another week in this system. He's going to feel a little more comfortable. They're going to take some shots to him. Mooney's really going to have another good game. Cole Komet. I think the uh, the rushing offense is going to be the same. Justin Fields is going to have some scrambles, some zone reads, some design uh, runs. And Khalil Herbert uh, is, is going to have another really good game. And Montgomery's going to grind him out, get you those short yardage situations, catch some out of the backfield. Um, we're going to put up some points, but defensively, we just can't stop them. So I think it's going to be 34-31 Bears winning mm. but it comes down to a final drive situation like last week and i think justin fields is going to come through and lead them to victory Corey, uh i went on a uh, detroit lions podcast the other day they asked me for my final score i got off the phone and i was like did i really just say that score out loud <laughs> and i said oh. yeah i did and i was thinking about and i was no 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 and i was thinking like should I should I walk it back a little bit but you know what Corey? the more i think about it, the more i'm not going to walk it back because if you look at it right now uh, the Detroit Lions, they're giving up 268 passing yards a game. That's 29th in the NFL. Over their last three games, 289 in their last three games, also worse than the NFL. Look, the Lions' defense is just as bad as the Bears' defense. That is what's going to be interesting. The only difference is the Chicago Bears have Justin Fields, and he's on a heater right now, and he is ascending. It is at home. It's against the Detroit Lions. I said it on there. I'm going to say it again, Corey. 41-38, to 38, the Chicago Bears win. Yeah, Scott, dude, buddy, sky's the limit, right? 
Let's go. I, I don't Let's have go. any faith in I don't have any faith in either of these defenses right now. Yeah. And I think the Lions have been playing pretty decent offensive football yeah. this year. And I think yeah. Jamal Williams is a good football player. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to give us some problems. And if you're the Chicago Bears right now, there is no reason why we shouldn't be we're going to run all over this Detroit Lions team. We yeah. really, really are. And if there is a situation where if they get up, they're going to let us back in the game. I think that Aaron Rodgers thing is a totally different situation right now. We don't even play. We're not even speaking the same language of their offense right now. We're doing yeah. something completely different. I think Justin Fields stays hot. Uh, you know, at this point now, Justin Fields is so hot right now. Uh, before we get out of here, Corey, give us a stat line. We haven't done this in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but what are you thinking for Justin Fields? Passing yards, rushing yards, and, and, and passing touchdowns, running touchdowns. What are you thinking? Yeah. So I think this week, Justin Fields has 220 yards passing at least. Damn it, you went over. I was yeah. going to go over too. This is the week yeah. he goes over. Yep. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, say 105 yards rushing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say one rushing touchdown for passing this week. Wow. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I see. I'm, I'm thinking five touchdowns for the Chicago Bears in this game. I can't even yeah. believe I'm saying it out loud, but it, it's true. This is where we're at. Uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about 210 passing for Justin Fields. Um, I do like Darnell Mooney. I love that Chase Claypool call. I think at least one bomb down the field to him. I think that's going to work out this week. And then I'm thinking somewhere probably like 82 rushing yards. So I'm probably more in like the 290 all-purpose. But again, that 290 is going to go a long way. And that's what this NFL is learning about Justin Fields is 128 passing. It hurts a little bit more than other people's 128 oh, yeah. passing. Am I right? And when True. you put that, when you match it with that 178, you know, that's still in the 290 area. And you know what? He's exactly. a dominant football in the, in the NFL right now. And so I'm thinking about 80, 80 rushing yards. I'm thinking about 210 passing. And, I, and I'm with you, man. I, I do think. Uh, I do think I was going to go three passing touchdowns, one rushing, and I think David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert's going to punch in another score. But this is where we're at, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Chicago Bears it is Justin Fields' team. The offense, the ball is in his hands. He is making plays, and honestly, just soak up the stats. He's on two of my fantasy teams, Corey. It might completely turn my season around. See you later, Dak Prescott. I got a new guy, and he's JF1. Go. <laughs> to have one in the building, man, it, it, it's fun to see. So I'm just excited to, to continue to see his ascension in the NFL as, as one of the rising stars because it's fun to watch. And I don't think the NFL has seen a quarterback like this in a while, a guy that has the arm of, of some of the greats, right? And he, he hasn't honed it quite into what he needs passing-wise. But, hey, that'll come. It's only his second year here. But what he can do rushing the football is, is unbelievable with his build and, and what he can do as a playmaker is unbelievable to watch. And I think all of the league, all of the fans have noticed, and they, and they know Justin Fields means business, and he's going to be a force in this league. So it's, it, it, it's, it's, exciting. it's exciting to watch. And I think Bears fans – I've said this multiple times. He hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be. So look what he's doing with this limited roster, with the limited weapons, a horrible defense. Imagine when he actually gets weapons, a good offensive line, and a great defense. I'm telling you, Justin Fields will be will be a top five quarterback in this league. I'm I'm telling you, if you put the weapons against him with him, and you have a great defense and a great offensive line, I'm telling you, he will be a top five quarterback in this league. Mark my words. I'm, yeah, maybe I'm, I believe it. Yeah, maybe my final thought on this is, Corey, you took the word right out of my mouth, is my favorite part about all this right now is, you know, when we talk about the great Chicago Bears quarterback, I think, if, you know, you, you want the Jim McMahon with the aviator shades and the party boy style, or you want some great, interesting personality after games. And look, I'm not trying to knock Justin Fields. This is a compliment. Justin Fields is all business all the time. 
You know what I mean? And I start to think about it a little bit more about this Eberflus thing. And you know what? That's what Matt Eberflus is. Matt Eberflus is all business all the time. That's what Ryan Poles is. All business all the time. It's not really jokes and it's not, you know what I mean? They do have the hits principle, but you know, it's just different from Matt Nagy and separate and different kinds of coaches. And, and I like it, man. If my Chicago Bears quarterback is going to be all business and that business is winning football games and maybe winning me some Super Bowls, I'm all for it, man. You don't need to smile, dude. I do not care. Just be <laughs> just be the man. What does Greg Bragg say on CHGO? He is him. You heard that yet? He is him. He is I like him. that. He yeah, is him. No, no he cool. is. It, it's so fun to watch. So I'm excited and looking forward to another week. And, and hopefully we, we can get this win. So I think it's a critical game just for the NFC North and the future of, of what both teams are doing. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting us, you know, to make the playoffs. Um, who knows what may happen, but I think just with the way our defense is, it's not happening, right? I, yeah. The offense has played well enough the past couple of weeks where we, 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 should, we should be having more wins than we have now. But just excited for Justin Fields' progress. Um, that, that's the biggest thing. This season is all about him. And, and I think the past couple of weeks have been that. And and like you said, how many games is he going to be impact where you leave the game like, wow, Justin Fields really did well. I'm at five now, Corey. Yeah, I'm at exactly, five. Exactly. We wanted, what, seven to ten? We're at five yeah, with nine to go. Exactly. exactly. Go, so man. I think that tells yeah. you everything you need to know. So Bears fans, you have your quarterback of the future. Um, just, just sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy the ride and come check us out every single week here on Believe in Bears. I'm Joey Christopoulos. We got to get out of here. My co-host, former Bears, Chicago Bears uh, defensive end, CHGO's very finest, and Fox 32's The Bruin View on Sundays. If you're in Chicago, go find Corey Wooten. Go watch a Bears victory, maybe some JF1 football, and, and slam back some, uh, some soda water with him. Uh, on the weekends and have yourselves a great time. Today's episode is presented by betonline.ag. A 100% welcome bonus when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. You cannot pass up that deal only if you use that promo code B-L-E-A-V. Corey, man, great to see you. Uh, you know, the, the season's kind of taking a turn, right? We're not winning games, but we're getting excited. Yeah. All the more reason to come check out Believe in Bears here, either on the Believe YouTube channel, TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM, Apple Podcasts, Believe.com. Just type it in. Believe in Bears. Corey, you'll find us. Come check us out. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this pod. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Hey, it's Bears-Lions this weekend. You better bear down. Bear down, baby. Come on, Motor City Kitties. You have no idea what's coming for you. JF1. That's what. Let's go. Let's go. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.